attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year, Dana. I feel like I know it's like mid-January. <laughs> is, is it outlawed to say Happy New Year at this point? It might be. No, I think you can say Happy New Year for all of January. I keep saying it, but I start to feel a little sheepish. Like I was at Target the other day and they were like, here's your groceries. And I was like, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> like I wasn't sure if I could still say it, but I'm making a rule that I'm just going to say it for the entire month of January. I, or maybe it's like once you said it to one person once, you can't say it again. Maybe. I don't that know. That could be the rule. I don't know about you. You and I have very corporate jobs. I still <laughs> am writing a lot of my emails to be like, I hope the new year is off to a good start because it's just a nice reprieve from the I hope this email finds you well. So I've gone the exact opposite and I'm just I've eliminated pleasantries from the emails because and I just now get straight to the point And I have since been called out for that a couple of times that I'm like, forget the hi, how are you? Hope you're doing well. I'm just like, hey, this is what I need. So blah, 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 do that. And mm-hmm. apparently people want the hi, how are you? Even though. Yeah. Nobody ever they answers the hi, how are you? It's just no, like. No, but the, they want it. It's a pleasantry <laughs> that you want to have there. My millennial heart is telling you right now that it's crucial to put like a little, a little razzle dazzle in your message to be like, hi, I see that you're a human and I'm a human. And I just want to remind you that we're so humans. I just put like sup question yeah. mark. Yo. Yo. Period. Sup. Yeah, yo. So anyhow, about that report. <laughs> anyway, hi everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome back to another year of Adam and Dana. Have a drink on a weeknight and you all listen to what we have to say. So that it kind of works. I don't know. We always have a lot to say. A lot to say specifically <laughs> about Disney. And yeah, it's 2023. I'm excited about all the stuff that 2023 has to bring I'm for so Disney. Excited. On both coasts, we're about to get into um, it. And for us. Yeah, and for us, we have a huge trip coming up in just a couple trip. of months. I know. It's going to be here before we know it. Oh. Because, I mean, basically I'm looking at it like, okay, February comes and I have Star Trek Picard. That comes back. So we're good there. Ugh. March comes and we get Scream 6. And then April, we're going on a trip. I know. It's going to be so, it's going to come so fast. I have a daughter who's already obsessed. She's going crazy talking about it all the time. And I'm right there with her. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. She's very excited about the Oceaneers Club, the kids club. But the thing that she's most excited about is the bathrooms in the Oceaneers Club. They're not an exciting bathroom, but they have Pixar characters on like the doors, (laughs) like wrapped and she's like, I will get to use the bathroom in the Coco bathroom. And then I'm going to try the Wally bathroom. And then I'm going to try the Toy Story one. I'm like, hey, you okay, know, I think they're just bathrooms, kid. But she's very excited about that specific thing on. The hey, Disney that Wish. works. No, I'm super excited. We're still watching like every Disney Wish vlog that comes out. And now we've been watching like the Disney Dream because that one's going to be in New York this fall. Maybe we'll do that if we like Ooh. this one. Anyway, getting ahead of ourselves. But we there's there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot for us to talk about and good stuff around the corner with Disney. And I think should we start with the New Year's gifts we received from Josh Jamaro and Disney daddy Bob Iger? Yes. Yes, we should. Uh, Yeah, we figured we'd start right up top with all these awesome announcements that came out earlier this week, I guess last week when you're listening to this. So let's just dive right in. We listed out all of the awesome stuff that just 
came out, you can tell that Bob Iger is back, baby, and he wants to be known <laughs> yeah, that but, he is making but, some changes. But the Silver Fox, Josh tomorrow, as I've named him, because it's got a little gray in there. Anyway, Joshy, old Joshy was like, no, 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 this wasn't all just because of Bob Iger. Did you see he said that the other day? He was like... No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He was like, no, 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 this wasn't just all Bob Iger's doing, because... Again, in my, like, if I'm looking at the Disney crystal ball, I think Josh DeMauro will end up being CEO of the Disney company by the time this yeah, is all I, said and done. It's certainly plausible. I think he's a contender. Okay, so let's get into these announcements. We'll start with Disneyland. This is exciting. There's a slight caveat to it, but this is exciting. Guests are now going to be able to park hop starting at 11 a.m. instead of 1 p.m. So, We've got a two-hour difference. That's pretty significant. I'm excited about that because I know my group, we roll deep. As you all know, all the fan favorites go with me to Disneyland. And every once in a while, one of us will mistakenly book the wrong reservation. So there'll be like six of us at Disneyland and two of us at DCA. And then we can't see each other for half a day. So now it's like, oh. Yeah, but you two at DCA are having a great time. Oh. Throwing yes. back some drinks. Now you have two hours less of drinking before you can meet up with everybody else when you uh, get over They're there. fine. They're totally <laughs> fine with it. It's often Sierra and Kim. But um, no, I mean, this is just nice that we can all be together again earlier. So. You know, I still don't understand why we have park hopping hours. Just I don't go either. back to the way it was. Yeah. Just get and it's them. only at Disneyland. It's not at Disney World. They're still keeping the 2 p.m. at Disney yeah. World. I think they're doing this because if they get rid of park hopping, uh, like making the reservations at the beginning, then they're kind of showing their hand in that, like, this really was insignificant for how they manage everything. And so I think they're just trying to lessen the blow a little bit by removing a few hours. And I I still predict that this will be gone in a couple of months. And they'll use some excuse saying, like, now we're fully staffed post-COVID and it's a valid excuse. I'm, I know that they've probably struggled with staffing everybody, but at the same time, I just don't think that that's a putting this on your guests is the yeah. way to do it with these park reservations. And even though, so we finally, and we're gonna we're gonna talk much more about my recent trip to Disney World here in a minute. But like, even when we were down there this trip, we did take advantage of park hopping every day while we were down there, mm-hmm. and we didn't think we would. But with the 2 p.m. rule at Disney World, it actually kind of works when you have a toddler. Yeah. Because we go to one park in the morning, go back to the hotel for naps, and then go pick a different park for the afternoon and evening. So it yeah. kind of works it's with the 2 nice. p.m. thing. I don't know. I, I still miss the flexibility of, oh, we're not really feeling Epcot this morning. Let's go back to the Magic Kingdom. And you can't do that still. I know. I know. Well, what's really great about Disneyland is because it is such a locals park, this 11 o'clock really means like you can just go wherever you want. You have to still make a quote reservation, but you don't really need to worry about it because if it's after 11 a.m., you can go into either of the parks. You don't have to go. Are they going to make you scan into your original park first? No, because they don't already at the 2 p.m. So you can just oh, go really? to any of them after 2 p.m. Oh, see, at Disney yeah. World, they make you scan in to your first park where you have the reservation before you can park up. Mm, yeah. Yep. Not at Disneyland. Rules huh. are a bit different out here. Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah. Liberals. 
Yeah, California liberals with your rules. I know. We're so liberal. <laughs> us, uh, I don't know where that came from. Us Californians. <laughs> you guys have to ignore me. I'm hopped up on cold medicine and NyQuil for the last few days. So whatever is said out of my voice tonight, just take it with a grain of salt. Okay, so should we talk about the next thing? Yeah, go for it. Okay, at Disneyland right now, when you buy Genie Plus, mm-hmm. you get, just like you did with Max Pass, you get your digital photos, right? So now what they're saying is guests will receive free digital downloads of their ride photos, period. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have bought Genie Plus like you do right now to get your free photos at Disneyland. Now they're saying you will get, now it's not the PhotoPass photos where like, you know, the photographer standing there in front of the castle. This is like you on Space Mountain. You can now get those mm-hmm. downloads of those photos for free. And this is part of the 100 celebration campaign. But who knows? Hopefully this one sticks around. I kind of I kind of like this. This is great because now we don't have to all like crane our necks with our camera phones taking pictures of ourselves on Tower of Terror. It's going to just go right into your account. So, yeah, you don't have to have Genie Plus. This is just if you're a guest that day, you will automatically get all of those free downloads of your rides. I wonder if they've set up the things like they do at Disney World now where you can tap your magic band on the ride photo now that you guys have magic bands at Disneyland. Yes, we do. Oh, that's the other thing we're going to have to talk about at some point. Preview of coming events. We bought magic band pluses and we're going to have to have a whole chat about that. But that's tease ahead to later. Um, So I don't know. It's great. Free photos. Who loves free photos? Now you don't have to have the watermark Disney ones anymore. So that's kind of fun. Yep. I'm all for it. Next. All right. Next thing. This is also exciting, but I, I think this is confusing too. So they have now lowered the ticket prices at Disneyland for a single park, single day ticket. Sometimes it will be as low as $104 for a regular standard ticket. If you, by the way, they're doing a great deal for SoCal residents. If you live down here in California, you can get uh, weekday tickets for as low as $73 between now and May. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of their off season. So they, that's a great deal, but you got to go on a weekday. So we're talking Monday through, I think, Thursday. How much do you want to bet this $104 ticket is going to be every third Tuesday of the month? Dude, I looked it up right before we hopped on here just to see. So if you guys are all, and I even had a client reach out to me saying like, does this apply to our vacation that's coming up in May? No, it doesn't because that client booked park hoppers. So don't get excited about hearing $104 tickets. That's if you're going on Tuesdays in the off season. Those were the only days as of right now that are slated for $104. Yeah. So yeah, it's exciting. It just means that they're not like gouging us with more pricing. But I also want to be clear, like this is a little bit of that kind of PR spin on on pricing because the Saturday on a single park ticket was still in the 150 to 170, Mm. depending on the time of the year. So that's a single park. That's just Disneyland, not the park hopper. So go on their website. If you're if you're planning a trip, go on their website in advance. You can see the pricing uh, broken down if you just pick individual days. But there you have it. It's still exciting. A little bit less money on Tuesdays if you're planning to go. So this next thing, this will lead us into we're going to we're still at Disneyland, but this should lead us into something I have to say about Disney World. So this is exciting, especially for folks who live out in California and venture to the parks often. 
to the Anaheim mm-hmm. Country Club, also known as Disneyland. Magic Key Passes will be returning sporadically throughout the year. So I don't know, leave a laptop open on the Disneyland page, constantly refreshing all day until you see that they're available because who knows when they're going to be available, what tiers of Magic Key are going to be available when they become available. Because remember, there's all those different tiers that mean like sometimes you can go on every third Tuesday or some mean you can go every day of the year. So there's no guarantee on which passes will be made available, but they did say they are going to open them up depending on demand and volume and whatever to allow sales of new magic key passes. What they did not mention and they still have not mentioned are when annual pass sales will return to Walt Disney world. Yeah, I know. I know you're, you're holding out for that, but I know Um, what I will say is exciting about the Disneyland magic key is that Bob Chapek right before he was ousted had made like a comment of like, they might never come back. Like he was being very coy about it and it upset a lot of the fan base. So we don't know what the pricing will be, if it will be any different. We don't know when they're going to come out. One million dollars. One million (laughs) dollars, Dr. Evil. And it might be, but at least they're kind of throwing. Dr. Evil and Bob Paycheck kind of looked similar. They kind of, whoa. I think this is just them kind of throwing a bone to everybody saying like, hey, look, it will come back if you didn't renew. We didn't say when or how long. Five minutes on a Tuesday. How long or how much, (laughs) but they will come back. My prediction or my speculation, this is just me being speculating here. I bet you the magic key numbers are pretty severely down for them to make that announcement too. Because when everybody was able to renew, I know a lot of people who didn't. So I bet they're ready to re-invite their their locals back to the I really hope they bring annual passes back to Disney World. Like, it just, it makes sense. Like, for us to go three times a year, it would make sense to just have an annual pass at this point, right? But you can't, so wah, wah. I know. Okay, this one just came out today, so it didn't even make our list that we had made. Or It didn't even come out until, like, an hour ago. Yeah. But this is exciting. So we all know that Splash Mountain is closing soon, and forever as Splash Mountain. Um, And they're going to reopen it, I think sometime at the end of the year, early next year, as a Princess Tiana, Princess and the Frog themed attraction. Well, they've now announced that Tiana's Place, the restaurant that you see in the movie, is now going to be featured in the same area, which it is exactly perfect where they're going to be placing this. So in, I think, just a couple of weeks, like end of January, the... French Market Restaurant, which is right next to the Mint Julep Bar. They're kind of one in the same. They'll be closing, oh, February 17th, 2023. And it will be reopening as Tiana's Palace. So we don't know much, but they posted one picture on the Disney Parks blog. It looks very cute, very New Orleans. It's got a cartoon image of Princess Tiana on the top balcony, which is super cute. And this will still be quick service. So if you can picture the French market, it's right in between the Haunted Mansion and the train depot. So right in that area, it always has some like fine food. You go there for the beignets. That's going to be a bummer that the beignet bar will be closed for a minute. Well, and it'll only be closed for a minute because the julep bar and the beignets will be back. So 
They will be back. At least that yes, will they, be there. They will be back, and they'll be Tiana's man-catching beignets. I think that's what they... Is that what say. they're going to call it? No, well, that's what um, her oh. girlfriend, Lottie, oh, yeah, says yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. at the beginning of the movie. She's like, you can make me some of the man-catching beignets. So they will all be there, and I'm excited. I love all this. It, it fits so perfectly with the New Orleans area, New Orleans Square. Yeah, especially with Tiana. the Haunted Mansion being like a new a plantation-style house, and like, yeah. it works. It works. Old Critter Country is done for. Yeah, they should just expand New Orleans into Critter Country and just be done with. I I don't know what they're going to do about Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh and the Bayou. Winnie the Pooh and the Bayou. Exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. All right, let's head over to my side of the country, over to Disney World. This is huge. So, and I think I posted this video on the Instagram when we were down there. We rode the People Mover and it rides right by Tron and you could see them testing Tron out. It had like the dummies in, we saw the dummies in the (gasps) ride vehicles as it was flying by. So they have finally announced Tron Light Cycle Run at the Magic Kingdom will open on April 4th, nearly six years after it was announced. Six years. (laughs) I saw um, another fan favorite of all of ours, Kim and Sierra's and Carly. We all love Titanic because who doesn't if you're a millennial? But I saw somebody posted a thing that was like, it's been 84 years. And it was like the Tron background because it really has. It's been forever. They've been talking about this thing for literally ever. So that means it's going to be there when we are there in April and I am I wait. <clears throat> flexing my fingers and ready to do some quick do 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 do. I will say yep. we so we did ride and we'll talk about this at some point and I'll go into detail. Uh, we did finally get to ride Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot. And Yay. if they do what they did with Guardians for Tron to get undrawn, pay for it. We literally just bought the individual lightning lane for Guardians because you the yep. options were to get on. You could either do the virtual queue. Or mm-hmm. an individual lightning lane. So if you'd gotten in on the virtual queue, your wait time was like you're standing in regular line. So people were waiting an hour plus in oh. line when it was their boarding group time because people bought the individual lightning lane, which ran through basically the lightning lane. So, so you're saying the paid service people got priority over yeah, the virtual queue. Yeah. Okay. So my thought is with Tron, if they have the option to pay for it, because a lot of people won't pay for it if they have the virtual queue option. People go for that first at 7 a.m. 7 a.m., mm-hmm. screw it. Pick the time you want to go and just pay for it. What's the other? Is it Snow White? That's the other individual. Um, yeah, and my guess is tra- that will no longer be an individual lightning lane once Tron opens. Is there something else at Magic Kingdom nope. that's a, an individual? Nope. Just Snow White? It's space used to be, but then they went down to one ride per park. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it'll be Tron. It'll be Tron. 100%. And I would pay for it. Like, I if yeah. experience from Guardians, which preview of coming conversation, absolutely mind-blowing and the craziest thing I've ever been on in my life. And we'll get to that later. But, yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, Tron Lights, like, that run will be exciting. there. That is exciting. Yeah. Well, early April is the time to be at Disney World, I guess. Well, it's because the 50th is over. Like it ends at the end of March, right? So then they're like, oh, back to back to normal. Got to throw some new event in there. Um, So this is our next announcement. April 3rd, Happily Ever After Fireworks Show is returning to the Magic Kingdom. 
And Epcot Forever will be returning to temporarily to Epcot. So happily ever after. I have never seen it. I cannot You've wait. You've never Adam. seen happily ever after. No. Oh my gosh. Nope. I'm a wishes girl. I saw wishes a bajillion times because that was there when I worked there, and then just didn't get to the parks that much to see it. And then uh, oh, so I got to see the whatever the current one is. I thought yes. it was fine. It's fine. I'm not, it's not happy as good about, as our Disneyland one. I'm not gonna lie. I like Harmonious at Epcot, and I'm kind of bummed it's going away. I didn't see Epcot forever, so I can't really compare and know. I liked Harmonious, but you know, I loved Illuminations. All that money they spent on those barges and to build those things, Dude. and they're pulling them all out. They officially said they're gone. So they're not going to reuse them for whatever nope. new thing they put nope. in. They're gone. Wow. They spent millions of dollars. And these things, I know, but when they're working, they're insane. Because they're like fireworks are shooting off of these moving arms. And like, it's all kinds of craziness. I really liked Harmonious because I loved that it was, and I think I've said this before, that it's a, almost a journey around the world showcase, hearing the music Mm -hmm. in the actual language, like hearing Be Our Guest in French. And hearing mm-hmm. music from Coco in Spanish, like that is yeah. what I loved about that show and bringing the cultural identity into it with the language. I just liked it. And now it's going away and I'm sad. Yeah, I liked it too, but I want to see Epcot forever. That one had the kites, right? The kites look yeah, cool. Yeah, I think they're um, nixing the kites. Even the kites, even um, the Wave Runner kites. I like a kite. They have finally learned that Wave Runner kites do not work. Cool. Come on. They are like magic in the Wave sky. runners and kite kites cool. do not work. It oh, I work. loved it. Oh, kite tails, RIP. It's really sad when you walk around Animal Kingdom right now because there's nothing in that theater on the water. It's just oh. sad. It's just empty oh. and sad. Hey, is Finding Nemo back? The Broadway Yeah, show? yeah. Kurt and Noah went. Oh, nice. When I was out coaching like the marathon it? that morning, they went. Yeah, I think Noah lasted like 20 minutes. But that was pretty good for a nearly two-year-old, so. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's like a 40-minute show, so yeah. that's impressive. But it's back. Okay, so here's an update for those folks who are lucky enough to be Disney World Pass holders, annual pass holders. They now can visit any of the parks after 2 p.m. any day without making a park reservation. And by any day, I mean except the weekends. <laughs> you cannot go on Saturday or Sunday, <laughs> but any other day of the week. And that's only at Magic Kingdom. So Saturday or Sunday after 2, if you want to go to Epcot and have some drinks, you can. Um, you can go to Hollywood to go. Studios and Wright Tower Terror after 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Have at it. See, this is telling me that they're ready to get rid of the reservations. They're just doing it slowly, these park reservations, because yeah. they're now letting a, a group of people, which is not a big group, because they have not let people get new passes for like 84 years. It's been 84 years. Titanic reference again. Um, <laughs> but I just think that they're going to. Did you ever watch Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah. I love okay, that show. That, that scene where Carol Kane's like, it's been, I've been waiting for the Second Avenue subway for 84 years. That We reference that all the time in New York. So, sorry, the Second Avenue subway finally opened a few years ago after literally the thing had been under construction for 84 years. It felt like, yeah. like this thing had been, like they finally opened it. And so, anyway, never mind. It's way yeah. too inside baseball for New York, but yeah. Yay, Blame New the NyQuil folks. I'm just, the tangents are bad tonight. <laughs> anyway, so no, that's kind of cool. It's exciting. I'm I'm excited that they're doing that. And just again, it's, they're going to go away. I promise. Okay. 
So more Disney World news. Genie Plus is now going to include PhotoPass photos when you purchase it. They already do that at Disneyland, so now they're going to be doing that at Disney Why World. did they not at the beginning? I don't know. That's kind of silly. It makes no sense. Actually, I know why. Well, I, yeah, I think this is why. Because this is putting on my travel agent brain right now. With a Disney World package, they try to upsell the magic photo pass. What is it called? The oh, they want everybody the drone to spend and the like the things. No, and oh. no, they want you to add photo pass to Memory Maker. That's what it's called. Wow. It's a two hundred dollar upcharge to your account. All my runners did it because they could get all they their character their photos. Yep. And that makes sense for that event, but $200 is a lot if you guys aren't like a family that wants to stop every two seconds and take photos. So I'm sure that this was because they wanted that extra upcharge for the Disney World clients. Yeah. I mean, look, I love that it was included with MaxPass back when it was MaxPass at Disneyland. And then when they, they kept it, because there probably would have been a massive uproar had they not kept it included with Genie Plus, because as we all know, Genie yeah. Plus is essentially MaxPass. And I think it's great. I think it's a good move. I think it's a great move, actually, for Disney World to include it. Now you get, like, your cell phone photos are fine, and the cast members are amazing about taking your phone and taking mm-hmm. a photo for you, but not as good as the photos they take with real cameras. Yeah. Even though, I mean, totally. the iPhone cameras are amazing, but whatever. Okay, last bit, <laughs> which, again, is one of those, I don't quite get why they did it there, but not there. So they have done away officially no more. You do not have to pay for parking if you're an overnight guest at a Disney hotel at Walt Disney World, which is huge because they were for a while charging like $15 to $25 a day. It used to be free. Yeah. And then they decided to add on parking fees. There was no mention about the Disneyland Hotel, Grand Cal, or the soon-to-be Pixar Hotel in California. If they're going to waive the parking mm-hmm. fees there, because I think it's like $20, $25 a night at the Disneyland yeah. Hotel last time we stayed there. So I'm a little yep. surprised that they did it in Florida, but they decided to keep the fee in California. I'm not. If I'm being honest, I'm not. Because this is Southern California. Parking is a premium. And you have to remember that even as a magic key holder, unless you're on the top tier, which is a hefty price tag you're still paying for parking they're making even their people pay for parking um it's 25 dollars. we just did it with you back in august when we stayed at the disneyland hotel it's 25 a day or 25 a day to park in the mickey and friends difference is you're paying four five six hundred dollars a night for your hotel room at the disneyland hotel you shouldn't be paying for parking on top of that i also think like i because i travel a lot for work and i travel around Hotel parking fees are the biggest crime on the planet. Oh, yeah. Like, hotel 100%. fees in general, like the random fees hotels tack on to your room. Like how, yeah. come on, Secretary Pete, you transportation secretary, you, go regulate that. Like, it's insane. Resort fees, like you're paying an extra $45 a night for what, a towel at the gym? Like, give me a break. I like it's ridiculous. You all know that I love me some Vegas and Vegas is so close for us to go to. We go like once a quarter and we just went in December and we stayed at an MGM property. All MGM properties have a resort fee of anywhere from like 
40 to $50, depending. If you're staying at the Bellagio, it's like closer to $50 a day. So just keep that in mind. And all it covers is like your Wi-Fi. And I think if a digital digital version of the newspaper that nobody's downloading, it does not cover parking. You're still paying in Vegas an extra like 20 bucks to park your car a day. It's highway robbery. No, the fees are criminal, like literally criminal because you're already paying an arm and a leg for these rooms, especially at Disney. You're paying a high premium for those hotel rooms. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, that'll be $25 a night to park. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's what I will say about Vegas. You're not paying an arm and a leg overall for Vegas rooms. You can if you want to get like some crazy penthouse, but those rooms are like a fraction of the price of a Disneyland or a Disney World hotel. So I don't know. Hopefully And way better. Hopefully they bring the free parking back to the Disneyland Hotel, Grand Cal, the Pixar Hotel, I think. Is it still called Paradise Pier? They officially renamed it the Pixar Hotel yet. It's still Paradise right now, but I think they will Change it mm. later in the year. I'm not totally clear. Gosh, we are due for a Disneyland <laughs> trip. It's been a beat. Okay, so should we talk about Florida? Yeah, so we figured... The most magical run on Earth? We, we figured... So everybody knows that Adam and his family just went down to Disneyland at the beginning Disney of World. this year. Which is also... World. Oh, psh, I'm so used to it. I'm such a Californian. <laughs> and so we want to probably break this up a little yeah. bit because there's so much that you experience. We just crammed so much in. Yeah. We were there from a Wednesday through Monday, and we crammed probably like two weeks worth of stuff in in a, less than a week. And we're going to break it all down here. But we figured for today, only focusing on Run Disney. What was it like? What yeah. is that experience like? If any of you have been thinking about doing a week and the Run Disney, um, they're about to bring them back to Disneyland. They've been doing them at Disney World. We figured now's a good time to go through it since you got to experience it firsthand. Dana, it is one of the, like, I mean, you guys know I run all the time. I've run 18 marathons, a bajillion half marathons, all these other things. I've run races all over the country, all over the world now at this point. I have never experienced anything like a run Disney weekend. So we went down. The whole point of us going down was for me because you guys know I do a lot of work with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's team in training. We had nearly 300 teammates from around the country go down to race through the Walt Disney Marathon weekend. And they raised a whopping $1.6 million to fight blood cancer over that weekend, which was incredible. Like absolutely incredible that we raised that money. And so Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is every year is the title charity for the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. They have a great partnership with Disney we are out of all the run charities that are out there, which are tons of them, LLS and the team and training is the premier charity. So we're highlighted. It's just a phenomenal event. So we went down there with the coach. Kurt and Noah came with me so we could have park time and family time as well. And I'm just, I'm going to talk through it. Like Dana asked me questions because like, yeah, it was honestly one of the craziest events I've ever participated in. I'm ready for question number one. Okay. <laughs> um, explain to me how this is all laid out because my understanding yeah. is like you build up each day on the length yeah. of run. So, is that correct? Yeah. So with the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, there are races on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Thursday, it's a 5K race, which is about 3.1 miles. On Friday, it's a 10K, which is 6.2 miles. 
On Saturday, it's a half marathon, 13.1 miles. And Sunday, it's a full marathon, 26.2. So you can register to just do one of those events, two of those events, three of those events, or all four of those events. If you do all four, it's called the Dopey Challenge. Yep. If you do the half and the full, it's Goofy's Race and a Half. If you just do the 5K and 10K, it's not a special thing. It's just you did the 5K and the 10K. So there are a lot of people who make it their mission to go down to do Dopey's Challenge. And you get like, if you do Dopey's Challenge, you get the 5K medal, the 10K medal, the half marathon medal, the full marathon medal, the Goofy's Race and a Half medal, and the Dopey Challenge medal. So these people are like walking around after the marathon with like six huge medals hanging off their neck at the end of it. Wow. So people sign up for all ranges. And I think what is absolutely amazing about this is it is literally for everyone. So none of the professional runners come run this ever. So the elite professional runners who are at like the races I've done, like London, New York, LA, Boston, Boston, like those professional runners do not come do this. This is a race for anybody of any skill level, which I think is absolutely incredible that they do. However, you have to keep a 16 minute per mile pace or you run a chance of being swept out of the race. And I'll get to that in a second. So you're saying you can't just walk it. No, you can. People do. Oh, walking a 16 minute pace is you probably walk faster than a 16 minute mile pace when you're walking around Disneyland. Ah, got it. Okay. So, okay. So we got down there on Wednesday and the expo. So the expo is where you go and you pick up all your stuff is that ESPN's Wide World of Sports down at Disney World. And you get down there. Luckily, I did not have to go because I was a coach, and they had all my stuff at the hotel waiting for me. But I had teammates who went. There was a virtual queue to get into the merchandise room to buy any merch. Stop because, it. Yeah, they had a full-on virtual queue no. that I looked. So I was kind of curious to go to the virtual queue. So I looked. Well, you, lo- you love a merchandise, Adam. I do I love some merch. And, they, and everything was 90s retro-themed. For this year because it was the oh, 30th cool. anniversary so i was like oh maybe i'll go over there because noah's napping maybe i'll go check out the merchandise stuff it was a six hour wait on the virtual queue just <gasps> to get in line to like to get into the physical line to go to the merchandise place i was like get never out. mind not worth that no. it was insane and apparently That's like so i've seen some silly. youtube videos from vloggers who were there and they like yeah. merch was just run through because you didn't have to and this is where i think they made a mistake i think they should have made you be a run participant to get into the merchandise because the word on the street was all the resellers showed up and just ransacked the place those turds except, I know. pardon my french so, but that is so silly. But why? I don't understand why they didn't make it. You had to be a participant in the races to be able to go in to get the merchandise. Yeah, that seems like a no brainer. And they told me literally people were resellers were in the expo hall taking photos of stuff and posting it to resell while they were in the expo hall. That's just gross. That's I know. so gross. So uh, Disney's got to do something. Anyway, that aside. All the races start super early in the morning. Like the start is at 5 a.m. because they have to get the roads reopened for the parks and all this. So, and it's also hot. It's Florida. Runners are on buses from the resorts. This is the most organized thing I've ever seen. They have buses going to all the on-property resorts to pick people up and drive Mm -hmm. them to Epcot. All the races start in the Epcot parking lot. 
So they get them there. The buses start picking people up at 2 30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. They oh get them out gosh. to Epcot to the start line. Mickey and Minnie are out there. The Fab Five, they're all out there. There's like a band out there at the start in the Epcot parking lot at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And the race starts at mm-hmm. 5. The 5K on Wednesday is basically a little run through Epcot, a little three mile run through Epcot and finishes. The 10K on Friday starts in the Epcot parking lot, runs out on the highway for a second, comes back, dives into Epcot, goes out at International Gateway, does a loop around the boardwalk, goes back into Epcot Mm -hmm. and finishes back in the parking lot of Epcot is the 10K. Okay. The half marathon is the thing everybody gets excited for because it goes to the Magic Kingdom. So it starts in the Epcot parking lot. Um. You run all the way to the Magic Kingdom. I'll post video from this. Because I was running with one of our teammates. So as a coach, we jump in and out of the race with our teammates. We jump in to push them along, encourage them, run with them for a bit, give them that support. I jumped in with one of my teammates from New York right as she was entering the Magic Kingdom. You go through the tunnel on the main street. They let spectators in. So as soon as you come in, come under that tunnel, yeah. the, the railway, and like you're on main street, yeah. massive crowds of spectators cheering people on. Aww. And you, you're running all the way down Main Street to crowds cheering you on with a castle right in front of you. And they're taking photos in front of the castle and all this other stuff. And then you like hook into Tomorrowland, run through Tomorrowland, you run through Fantasyland, and then you run through the castle to come back out. Yeah. And then you run through Adventureland and make your way out of the park. And you go through Whoa. backstage areas to make your way out. What I didn't realize is they have characters everywhere, mm. like literally every oh. half a mile. Let's take a quick pause here on this part because I worked one of these one <laughs> oh, time. Oh, did you really? As Wendy from Peter Pan. Oh, my gosh. So it was Wendy, Peter, Captain Hook, and Mr. Smee. And we were placed outside. Uh, what? As you're describing this, it was the, on the highway somewhere. It was the craziest <laughs> shift I ever had. And it was actually my very first shift as Wendy out of training. Oh my gosh. And I remember getting my, um, your, I wanted to call it a call sheet. I've worked in the industry for too long. You get your assignment for the week. And my shift was supposed to start at like 3 or 3.30 in the morning. And I thought it was a typo. I even called <laughs> scheduling to be like, what is this? Why is it say Wendy 3.30 a.m. is my check-in time at the Magic Kingdom? And they're like, oh, you're doing one of the run Disney events. So I had to be there. I ended up, this is before Uber or, or Lyft, and I didn't have a car. I I called a taxi because the bus system wasn't oh working gosh. for us lowly college program staff members. So I get there, get dressed up. I'm like, have a lot of adrenaline. I did not sleep that night because I was just so excited. It was my first, like, it was my first face character ever wow. experience. That's a, this was is this. a way to break the ice and jump into it. It was. And it was <laughs> miserable. It was so cold. They had this, as you're describing, the, like, run goes from Epcot to Magic Kingdom. This all checks out because they had us outside of the Magic Kingdom, outside of, like, even the parking structure on just a random stretch of road. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was misery. It was just <laughs> miserable. It was me and four other cast members, you know, in character costumes. And we would have these moments where it would just be like a big swarm of people. They'd take photos with us. We're in character. Two of us are face characters. So we have to actually talk to these runners. I remember it was very, people were very sweaty. 
the pictures were dark because it was still the middle of the night. You know, it didn't, yeah. the sun didn't yeah. come up for hours. And then they would be gone. It'd be like a wave and five minutes where we would just be just standing there. We couldn't leave because we were on the side of a road going into the Magic Kingdom. So I remember we just kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. So oh, oh, look alive, folks. Here comes some more batch of runners. <laughs> and then we'd put on the, the British it, accents I and mean, do our thing. Dana, these – so I don't think there is downtime now because this has become a thing. That, like, even the fast runners start, yeah. run to a character, get in line. Some At the 10K, the wait for a photo with Mickey and Minnie in their retro 90s gear was a 45-minute yeah. wait. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, not for meeting Wendy. I'm going to tell you, in 2008, nobody wanted to stop and meet the Peter Pan characters. People were waiting. Everybody was waiting. And so it becomes this wow. game where... People literally will, like, try to start early, get ahead. So at every run Disney race, there are two women who are the very last two, and they're known as the balloon ladies. They carry Disney World balloons the entire race. If the balloon ladies pass you, you're out. You have to get on a bus and go back to the finish line (laughs) on the bus. So it's all about beating the balloon ladies. And this is literally, so the 10K was with one of my other runners from New York, and she was like, oh, my gosh, we were at, like, mile 5.5 of a 10K, so just almost done. And Darkwing was there in costume. And they bring yeah. out some random characters you never see, which is kind of cool. Like, on the race day, they yeah. bring out the ones that you don't, that are not usually in the parks. And Darkwing was there, and she's like, oh, my God, we have to get it. And I'll post the photo of us with Darkwing. And she was like, we have to get our photo with Darkwing. So the balloon ladies are coming. Fast, mm-hmm. because my friend had literally stopped at every single. We should actually have her on to talk about Run Disney at some point because she's done literally every Run Disney race ever. But she, yeah. um, she literally we'll have to ask her if she met Wendy in two thousand and eight. <laughs> she might have. Like, what have been she might have a photo <laughs> of it. So she stopped at every character, and her whole thing was she would get the photo, then jump back in the race and sprint ahead. Of the balloon ladies, so she didn't get pulled out of the race because she was taking photos. But literally, the balloon ladies were coming, and all the run Disney officials were like, They're coming! Balloon ladies are coming! You will get pulled out! Do not get a photo! Get back in the race! And Deb was like, Hold strong! We're getting our photo! Like she was determined we were getting this photo at Darkwing, and we did. And then we jumped back in, like, ignored the run Disney officials and like jump back in and ran ahead of the balloon ladies and Deb was able to finish. But so she did this for every race. Like we saw her, we got, wow. we got a photo with um, buzz during the half marathon and a photo with one of the toy soldiers during the half marathon as well. that were out there. But I mean, <laughs> this was the craziest <laughs> thing, but what's so amazing is because there are races where there are time limits because they have to get the mm-hmm. roads reopened. And Disney has a very gracious time limit. I think it is 16 minute mile. Like you can walk that. However, there are folks who want to do this and they aren't going to keep that pace up. And so they put them on a bus and they bring them back to the finish line and they still give them all a medal. Oh, wow. Which I think is really nice because these folks are not like they're out there trying and they're really bummed out that they didn't make it. Yeah. And so I think it's really nice that Run Disney does that. I will say the full marathon was insane. The full marathon course goes from Epcot, runs out on the highway for a while, 
all over the place. It eventually makes its way to Magic Kingdom. For Magic Kingdom, it leaves, it comes down past the Grand Floridian, past the Polynesian, makes its way eventually mm-hmm. to Animal Kingdom. Does a whole loop through Animal Kingdom, comes out, goes to Blizzard Beach, the water park. Whoa. Runs through yeah. there, comes out of Blizzard Beach, makes its way to Hollywood Studios, runs through Hollywood Studios, runs a through the boardwalk into Epcot and finishes back in the Epcot parking lot. It's, it's nuts like this course. And so I was stationed out in the animal kingdom, which worked for me because it was my favorite park. Um, Yay. it was a very long loop at animal kingdom that I would jump in with a teammate as they were coming in and you run. Yeah. What is so cool about these races is you get to see the backstage areas. So you're running you come in and out of the parks through backstage areas. So you get to see yeah. little behind the scenes. And at Animal Kingdom, all the zookeepers were out there with a lot of the animals. So a lot of the animals from the affection area at Rafiki's Planet Watch, mm-hmm. they were all out for you to take yeah. photos with and meet while you were out running. So that was kind of neat. Um, but the coolest thing was I was running with another teammate through Animal Kingdom. And the park had opened at this point. And these parks are open while the marathon runners are, like, running through the parks. And they the staff do such a good job of keeping the run path clear so runners can keep going while they keep the guests happy. We got to Everest. And <laughs> my friend I was running with was like, we have to ride Everest in the middle of the race. I was like, what? <gasps> And she goes, let's go oh ride my it. God. They were rushing runners in through the single rider line at Everest. Oh my God. Getting all the runners cut the regular line. She and I got the very front row of Everest. We're in, I've got a camel back on. We got running gear on. <laughs> like, <laughs> so literally ran off the course, jumped on Everest, rode Everest, r- ran off Everest, and then just kept on running on the course. That's up the to dream. Land. It was the coolest thing in the world. Like, Riding a roller you coaster. You sent me in the, the video. The <laughs> you sent me a video of it, and I was like, "Aren't you got? You're in marathon gear." And I'm like, "Aren't you guys running today?" And you're yep. like, "Yeah, yep. right now." But <laughs> we we rode this really quickly. That's so, so cool. I think the magic of that is so fun because there's no other race in the world where that's going to happen. Um, the cast members were amazing. They also did it for folks at Tower of Terror. They were letting. All the runners skip the line to jump on the Tower of Terror real quick to ride it. That's <laughs> so awesome. we're on the marathon course. So that was, I mean, that was just so special. And I think this isn't a race that people go do for for time or anything like that. This is something people go yeah. do for fun and for the challenge of it. And, you know, there's there's so much more I could talk about it. But I think it is, it's a very Disney thing. But I think it is something they do very, very, very well. It's it's so organized. And what was even more amazing is because we as coaches waited and walked in. So a lot of what we do is we have a lot of walkers who are trying really hard to beat the balloon ladies and not get swept. Yeah. And so what we do as coaches is we find them in Epcot at the end. And we're literally like pushing them forward, encouraging them to put a little pedal to the metal and like yeah. get ahead of those balloon ladies. And we wait to make sure every single person on that course finishes and then we walk through. And then when you finish, they have just nonstop pools of buses all labeled for your resort. You literally walk through mm-hmm. the finish line, get your metal, get your water and Gatorade, walk right onto a bus and you're back in your resort within 15 minutes. Like That's it's, amazing. it's so well organized. Yeah. It sounds like a very well-oiled machine. Well, they've been doing it for a long time, so I'm not surprised. It's exciting. It's coming back to California after a long time. 
So next year, the Run Disney Marathon weekend starts like January 2nd because of when New Year's falls. And then the very next weekend is going to be the first Run Disney half marathon weekend at Disneyland. Um, They don't do a full out there. They do a half. But I think they do like a 5K, a 10K and a half at Disneyland. So I think that's really exciting. It's back. And there are already people talking about how they're going to go do the Dopey Challenge at Disney World and get on a plane Go to California and go do three races in California the next week. That sounds horrible. That that's that sounds like misery. You know, I'm tempted, right? You were, like, <laughs> I know you are. I know you are, but you won't get to sleep. Like, you got to sleep. You got to rest your body. No, I mean, yeah, that was pretty rough, and probably why I've got a head cold right now because I have not slept. Yeah. Because then I would leave. Like, no one court would sleep till eight, nine o'clock in the morning while I'm out running all over mm-hmm. Disney World because. Even though I wasn't running the races and I was coaching, I still got like 10K day, I ran almost 10 miles. Half marathon day, I ran like 15. Marathon day, I ran basically a marathon. You're pretty you're pretty wiped. And then we go do the parks all day after that. And then I go to sleep at like yeah. 10 p.m. and wake up at 3 a.m. to get back out there. So yeah. it wasn't a relaxing vacation, but it was just... I don't know. There's something so inspiring about it and inspiring about it. And I've never been around a group of friendlier people out running a marathon because they're all Disney people, mm. right? Like they're all yeah. like, you know, people are trying to pass each other and one be running around like, excuse me, friend. <laughs> like just, you Aww. know, trotting from that. It was just, it was, it was a really special weekend, but there's so much more to talk about that weekend. Like the amount of fun we did get pull off the parks like we'll we'll talk all about that later in another episode. But yeah, yeah, we'll do another episode soon. That's like a proper review of your vacation portion. But last two questions for yeah. you about Run Disney. Would you say that it seemed more crowded at the Disney parks because Run Disney was going on, or did it seem about the same? I would say, depending on the park, Epcot was a madhouse on Sunday after the marathon. Mm, okay. Uh, but earlier in the day, yes. In the afternoons, evenings, no, because a lot of the run Disney folks went to bed really early. Mm-hmm. So it was still pretty yeah. crowded. Like Check the parks out. were pretty crowded. Magic Kingdom was out of reservations for Thursday and Friday when we were down there. So it was, yeah, wow. it was still, and I was still glad we did. We'll talk about this too. I was still, I ended up paying for Genie Plus every day we were down there because mm-hmm. it saved standing in line with, Noah. Yeah. That I could I could fiddle faddle and get the rides we wanted and be able to walk on with Noah. Yeah. Okay. And my last question for you, did you dress up for the marathon? Did anybody on your team dress up? I feel like that's a thing I also know is everybody dresses up. Yeah. I did not because I was there officially with LLS and we were part of Run Disney's group for this. I had to wear like a set coach shirt and a coach bib and all that to be identified. So security, because they are pretty tight with course security there. But yeah. the runners, the costumes were so good. So good and nice. so creative. A lot of DuckTales costumes because it was all 90s themed, Darkwing costumes, stuff like that. It was pretty cool. But yeah, lots of lots of really, really cool costumes. And the last thing I'll say about all this is like when we go down in April, over uh, the holidays, I saw there's a race happening, a Run Disney race happening over there in April. So I am going to be a crazy person. I'm going to get up at three o'clock in the morning on Sunday because why not? And go do the Run Disney Toy Story 10 Miler is what they're calling it. And it's a 10 mile race through Epcot and Hollywood Studios. I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to try. I entered my time, so I should be able to start earlier, like earlier in the pack. And I'm 100 percent. 
going to play the photo game and I'm going to try to get yeah, as many are. character photos as I can during that race. I love it. Fun. I will not be doing it because Y'all I will be value my sleep. But um, maybe, maybe we'll see you at the very end. Who knows? We're, we're early risers. We're not that early. Yeah, you guys can come out to Epcot and uh, cheer me on at the finish line. At, it's only, it's a 10-mile race. Just at five. You won't. It'll be 6.30 in the morning. No. So, no, you won't be there. No, we will not. I'll meet y'all You'll back have a great time. You'll tell us about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, great. Well, that was so fun. So, it, again, if anybody's looking to want to do any of these weeks or weekend mar- uh, run Disney experiences, you know, you can always reach out to me and I can give you some free price quotes and tell you what the pricing is going to look like for one of those weekends. And um, if you and do you- want to do the races, keep an eye on, like, set your calendars and alarms for when registration opens because these sell out. Marathon weekend sells out within an hour. So, well, you be were ready. saying before we started recording that this has a whole kind of culture, oh, subculture huge. within the huge. Disney world. So, just know that like they are very popular. But if it is something you're looking at doing, feel free to reach out. Happy to send you some quotes. You can always find me at adventureswithalisonwonderland.com or I mean, frankly just send me a DM on Instagram. That's a lot easier on our Gen D Instagram account. Generation D Pod on Instagram because we can yeah, get Gen D Pod. I don't know why. Anyway, I know someday. Yeah, we'll so run, <clears throat> we'll talk. We will. We'll talk more next week about the trip. We'll break down all the Disney parks fun and all that stuff. And I will give my full, as much as I can, spoiler-free review of Guardians of the Galaxy because, again, I like <laughs> you guys. We paid for it once and then we paid for it again because it was that good. So I spent about a hundred dollars oh, between Kurt and I riding this ride. So that's how good it was. Wow. Well, with that, Adam, happy new year. Happy, happy new, new year. year. We'll say it again. You can't say it Because it's not the end of January yet. We can say it to each other. Just <laughs> it gets a little weird when you start saying it to grocery people right now. Uh, but happy new year, everyone. Because yeah, they've and heard it 852,000 times in I the know. last 12 days. So that's why. That's really why they're looking at me funny. But uh, <laughs> with that, we will see you all next week and have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye.